All right. Man, it's good to see you guys. I've been missing everybody. Y'all? Man, it's hard, man. It's hard when you're out there by yourself. I'm excited, though, about uh, just some of the things the Lord's been sharing uh, with us and just the continuation of some of those things into the new year. I want to take just a, just a minute or two um, to point us kind of forward in some of the specifics of the vision that God's given us for 2017. Um, and as I said, then I'm, going to, I'm also asking for some commitments, some things that you should be prepared for already. This, this tonight is not going to really speak to those things necessarily. Uh, but uh, I do want us to we, need to, we need to get some commitments from people uh, to move forward, some things that God's put on our agenda for 2017. Uh, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about what the Lord has in store. And, uh, there's also some scary things that are coming up for some of us. I mean, it's, it's scary if, uh, if you're not doing what we're saying and, uh, putting our trust in the Lord and learning that his character is trustworthy, but there's some, some, uh, changes that some of us will need to make also in leadership and working and serving. So, uh, just, it's exciting to me to see a new year get started. Uh, I'll start off by, by saying this. Uh, this is kind of the overarching theme for me of, of what I want to say to us today. Um, and I really want us to hear this. Okay, that's, uh, I really made a big deal out of us all being here and, and uh, taking last Sunday off so we could be here. Uh, so, if, man, whatever you can do, stay plugged in and grab this vision and hopefully get excited with me. I know uh, if you're called to be a part of this body, you will. Um, but one of the exciting things for me is that uh, in, in our study on 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy, God began to deal with me about simplicity, uh, about being a simple church, uh, about how simple the message is that, that Paul was telling Timothy to, to, to preach uh, to the people in Ephesus and how the only problems were coming when they didn't keep things simple, when there were people trying to add to the simplicity of the gospel and a life change that happens as a result of the gospel and the, the, the knowledge of God that we gain through uh, walking out uh, his, his uh, will in our lives. All of that was so simple, but people were trying to complicate it. And so you know, I just began to think then, uh, in First and Second Timothy, so in the last quarter of the year, my mind was already getting on that. And then uh, this year, or last month, I guess about a month ago, um, I was going through, I'm going through uh, Abide in Christ by Andrew Murray with a couple of guys in uh, a couple mornings a week. And as soon as we got into that, man, God spoke uh, the same thing in a very real way, just about, about Christ invited us to come to him. What else do we need? Uh, and I, I remember out of that hearing some things about simplicity, and I've kind of put those in the back of my mind because I was preaching through Second Timothy. But then I was on a deer stand uh, during the Christmas holidays and began to think about it again. And I'm reading, I, I, once the sun comes up, I read on my deer stand. I opened up uh, utmost for his highest. And uh, I was thinking about, you know, okay, we're going we're gonna to start talking about simplicity. What would be a good text for me to use to talk about this on, on uh, New Year's Day? And I couldn't remember the text that Abide in Christ used because that had been a couple months. And, uh, and so, anyway, I'm sitting there, and I opened up Oswald, at my most first highest online, pull it up, and read it, and there's Matthew eleven twenty eight, the same passage that God had given me through Abide in Christ. 
that emphasized, re-emphasized what was going on in First and Second Timothy. So I began to sit there and think, you know, we're a simple church. Would y'all agree? Uh, I mean, we're not complicated. So I'm thinking, how can we get more simple <laughs> than what we are? And you might be wondering that too. And this is a good thing to wonder because I'm going to have an answer. So I started sitting there, and, and this is the way, you know, my mind does a lot of things on deer stand, and thoughts come from all different places. Uh, but Michael Jackson's, uh, the Jackson 5, okay, stay with me. Yeah, God spoke. And now I started thinking about uh, A, B, C, as easy as one, two, three, as simple as do, re, mi, A, B, C, right? I'd moonwalk for you, but I can't. All right, so that's, that song came to mind. So I'm sitting there thinking about, you know, the, just kind of a theme of, yeah, the ABCs of, just the ABCs, you know, simple, something simple. Because I was thinking simple, and that came to mind. Then I, I thought, you know, well, what, what are we doing? And how can we just take what we do and encapsulate it in a small word? And, and ABC is it, the ABCs of the gathering place for 2017. So I want to read a passage, and I want to talk about it, that emphasizes again, reemphasizes, because this is a passage that God brought me to. It was the teaching of Jesus in Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 and 30. And our goal today is to come out of here with the ABCs of 2017. ABC is all we are going to be about. Simple, simple stuff, all right? But, but hard to do. It's crazy. It's so simple, but we want to do more. We always want to do more. But here's what, what's going on. In Matthew chapter 11, Jesus is teaching, and he's, there's a number of teachings that go on prior to this statement. But at this time, in verse 25, he says, At this time, at that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and have revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Chooses to reveal him. Verse 28, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I want to talk about a couple of things there. I I hope that that already excites you, just thinking about that. If there's one thing that we have to offer this community, it's rest in Christ. If if there's one thing that we have to offer people uh, who are busy, uh, trying to be uh, deep theologically and working that as hard as they can and arguing, debating, it's rest that comes in Christ. If it's something that we have to offer people who are busy trying to do things right, working hard to try and make sure they you know, dot all their I's and cross all their T's religiously uh, in their churches or whatever in ministry, and they're busy, and they're burdened, and it's heavy, like all of us have experienced. It, it, we have something to offer. It's rest. It's rest in Christ. Come to Christ. That's where the rest is. If there's anything we have to offer to people who have been for years, for all of their lives, running around this, uh, this world trying to find something that's going to 
can satisfy that, that hunger that's inside of all of us for God, that, that God-shaped vacuum that we all have that, that can only be filled with Christ. For those people that are out there trying to find other ways to do it, and they're running away from, from God because of how we as a church have represented him. And, and they see God as, as uh, the bane of society and, and, and don't want to have anything to do with him because of what we have done in the churches trying to shove religion and religious practices and beliefs and theology down people's throats instead of giving them the rest that comes in Christ. Now, we've talked a lot about this with the stands and all different ways of communicating it. It is our message, though. We don't have another message as the gathering place. We're not trying to be somebody. We just want to, we just want to get simple. And, and simple is, is, is what... Christ is about. It's what the Holy Spirit was about. When the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost, there never was a a movement of God that matches what happened in the few days prior, uh, uh, following the coming of the Holy Spirit. Multiple moves and, and creative things that the Holy Spirit was doing in the lives of people. The church was never so simple. They met together in homes and they... They ate bread, broke bread together, ate meals together. They committed themselves to, to the doctrines, the teachings of the, the, of the apostles, and they fellowshiped together. It's simple. And God added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, if I, if I compared us to that, and I mean, you can't, you know, there are other kinds of churches in the New Testament, but just get, let's get the church in its purest form, in its simplest form. It's when the Holy Spirit came and people were trying to figure out what to do with what the Holy Spirit was doing in their life. In its simplest form, they hung out together, they ate together, they told the message of what Christ did for them uh, to the people they were around. They spread the word and they fellowshiped. And it's just not that complicated. And God added daily to their number, to, to them, to their number, those that were being saved. And the message was so strong that even when the leaders of the, the, the message givers, Peter and John, were in prison, that 5,000 people came to Christ while they were in prison. And there was nothing that could stop the simple message of the gospel when that became the focus of the lives of the people. So I've been thinking about all these things. Just what is it that... What is it that we have not experienced in our, in our, in our ministry, our, all of us, in our religion past that we can, that we can experience now? That, or what is it that's, that's stopping this kind of revolution from happening, of people coming to Christ? And I think the, the, the problem is we're just too complicated. Look at what Jesus says, and this, this is his words. He says... Uh, He's praying to his father and says, thank you that you have hidden these things from the wise and learned. Now, we've talked a lot about this, but I want us to keep this fresh for the new year. This is our message, is that there's wisdom in the simplicity of the gospel. There's wisdom in just staying true to building your relationship with God and letting him show you his goodness and responding to that. Letting him work in us to will and to act according to his good pleasure and not getting so complicated. The learned and wise uh, with are those who would spend time debating philosophies and trying to figure out what, what is all the details of what the scriptures say as mean. And they get too deep. And they get, all their, they get way off target where it becomes all about head knowledge and not about the simplicity of the, the message that changes lives. And, 
And I have friends right now. I spent some time this this past, during the, during the holidays talking to one who who loves to avoid the gospel message to talk about philosophical things. I mean, it's in a, it's it's in our nature to be inquisitive and. And to have questions. And so Satan will use that if we're not careful. But we, we need to realize that that is not the answer. That's heavy. That's a burden. All those who are burdened and heavy laden with the complications of learned and uh, wisdom and learned uh, thinkings, you know, whatever you call it. Being, I can't even speak, so you know I ain't got it. But the, the complications of wisdom and learning, you know, the, the, the simplicity of the gospel was hidden from them because they were too focused on all this head knowledge. Thinking right, talking right, having positions where they were the most learned people. And we don't have that. We don't want that. And for 2017, we want to keep it simple. We, want to, we don't want to go uh, into de- the, the depths of doctrine and theology and spend our time there as a church is there anything wrong with that no but it's just not what we're it's not our message we want to keep it simple because there's a simple message that simple people are ready to hear and there's a simple message that people who are stuck in the complications of wisdom and learning need to hear and we have that message simple message of christ then there's also the complications of working hard Right, following these passages, Jesus keeps on teaching, and he starts. He tells this. He tells some Sabbath stories uh, about how it's on the Sabbath, and he picked grain on the Sabbath, and everybody got upset about him picking grain on the Sabbath. And then there's another story about him going into the temple, and the Pharisees were waiting because there's a man with a withered hand on the Sabbath. Jesus walks into the temple, and they're waiting to see if he will heal on the Sabbath because their rules, their regulations, their religious doings didn't allow for that. And what does Jesus do? He walks in the middle of the temple and he heals this man with no hesitation because there's a gospel message for that man. And, and we, we are still, many of us, stuck in our list of to-dos, our list of to-don'ts. And we still are so worried about that stuff. And it's a burden. It's heavy. And Jesus says, if you're, if you're stuck in the complications of a to-do list, come to me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. And, and we have a world and a community that's full, literally packed from, to the rim with people who are stuck in this comp, these complications of working hard. And we have a message for them that we need to stay pure and simple in our message. We don't need to fight with them about how they're acting and whether it's right or wrong. We don't even have those arguments. Let's just give them the beauty of Jesus and his grace and his mercy and his character. And a, and a life that's motivated out of love for Christ and actions and, and religious things that might be defined as religious, but that come from the heart rather than from a list. We have that to offer. And then the third thing is the complications of running, and I mentioned that already, just this, this complications of people running away from Jesus instead of coming to him. They're trying to fill their hearts with something else, and they don't realize they're, they're, they're in the world you know, John says that Jesus came to the world, but the world did not recognize him, and they don't. They don't recognize Jesus. Lost people in our community that have no relationship with God, who are out there pursuing, trying to pursue something to, to fill that void in their life, we have a message for them. 
So the simplicity of coming to Jesus is what, to me, this passage speaks to. Jesus invites all to come. He invites us to come and to abide in him. It's his invitation to us, his invitation to these people who are stuck in these complications. So for us, we need to keep it simple, church. Here's the simplicity of coming to Jesus. He said, rest. Come to me, and it'll be rest. He says, two things that you do. Number one, you take my yoke upon you. I had a farmer tell me one time that, uh, or he was speaking to a group, uh, and he had a yoke in his hand. Do you all know what a yoke is? Not the middle part of an egg, but the, it connects two oxen or horses together so they can pull. All right, well, that yoke, uh, he said, what, what happens is you yoke a young, strong ox to a mature, older ox who already knows the commands of the master. He already knows the G's and the haws and the giddy-ups and the woes or whatever it is that they say to oxen uh, to get them to do whatever. And so the, the younger ox, who's strong, has all the potential, learns from the other ox how to do life or how to do work. And Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. What does that mean? Guys, it means walking every day, every moment, moment by moment by the Spirit's promptings, connecting ourselves to Jesus, and that's enough. You you don't have to connect yourself to a whole lot of people in order to to do that. You connect yourself to Christ. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Jesus wants us to learn from him. So when, when you guys come to me, and all of you know this, if you've ever asked me to tell you what to do about a situation, you know what my answer is. Ask God. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not the one you're yoked to. And, no, and, you, and nobody else, your life group leaders are not the ones you're yoked to. You're yoked to Christ. And I want you to have your own experiences of hearing from God when you have struggles and problems. I want you to have your own word from God because that's where the joy comes from. It's hearing from God and walking with him and discovering God for yourself as you do that. And, and Satan will try and ruin that for you, and he does it in all kinds of ways. But if you'll commit to that this year, just yoke up with Christ. It's simple. Take the time. Read his word. Pray. Uh, meditate on his word. Memorize it. Uh, pay attention as the Holy Spirit speaks through circumstances and other believers during the day. Uh, as, he's, as you're praying, pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is doing in your heart to bring uh, truth to you. So be yoked to Jesus, and then two is learn from him. Learn from him. Take his word. If if this is where you're learning, then you're missing the point. This is the only place that you get a word from God is when you come to church. That's a good place. But if it's the only place, then you're missing the point. Learn from him. Yoke up to him so that every command of the master that Jesus understands will be interpreted for you. He understands The Holy Spirit knows exactly what Jesus wants for you. He knows exactly what it is. And so just walk with him. Let him guide. Learn from him. Listen to him. Follow the commands of the Holy Spirit. All right, so that's our our theological background, backdrop for this this year. As you start thinking about it, I encourage you guys to go back and study uh, this passage, look over it some more, pray through it. But now I want to talk about some of the things that the the ABCs, keeping it simple for us, for 2017, the ABCs of the Gathering Place West for 2017, here they are. And by the way, I'm not just talking about things to think, 
I'm not, just, I'm not giving you these so that you can conveniently say to people, oh, this is what we're about, and then you have an A, a B, and a C, and it's done. I'm going to tell you all, like the Cajun, my, this little Cajun woman who was uh, working for the kindergarten that I went to used to tell us, she said, y'all do y'all ABCs. Do y'all ABCs, you know. Don't just hear them or don't say them, but do them. We need to do our ABCs, okay? So A is what? Absolutely. Thank you for that. Make me proud on the first day of the year. Abide. Abide in Christ. If you don't know what abiding is, uh, it's because you haven't been here very long, all right? And, uh, and we're going to have new member training. You're going to have an opportunity to go through that, uh, through the abiding cycle, and understand what the Word says about abiding from cover to cover. Abiding in Christ literally is taking his yoke upon you and learning from him. That's what it is. It's so simple. You can do it all by yourself. Uh, you're big boys and girls. All of us are. We can do this by ourselves. And we don't have to have a deep faith. The faith of a child is what God's looking for. To just walk in what you think God's saying. Obey. Right? So abiding in Christ. That's our theme. That's our, that's our mantra, if you will. I mean, this is what we're about, is abiding. I'm glad to be able to hear you say that. If anybody ever asks you, what are you, what's your church about? The A is abiding. It's simple. God's already spoken. It's not complicated. We don't have anything else to do. Abide. But do your ABCs. Do them. Don't just talk about them. So, so I bet right now, if I were to ask you to, to confess that we are, you know, most of you would have to confess you have not been abiding in Christ during the holidays. You really haven't been paying attention. You've been distracted by the holidays. How weird is that? It's Christmas. And we're distracted by it. I know. I, me too. But we need to do our A. We need to abide in Christ. We need to link up with him. I was speaking to somebody today from, from the Wardville Church who was saying, man, I need to start getting up early in the morning. And, uh, and we talked through that. And I just talk, talked about my routine and how hard it was for me to get a routine. But if you get up early in the morning, I know some of you dread that and think, oh, not me. But nobody's awake in the morning. Okay, there's a number, number of good, poss- good uh, ad- advantages to getting up early. One is nobody's awake, so you're not going to have any phone calls. Two is you're going to get God before all the people that he's mad at gets him. Think about that, all right? No, I'm just kidding. But you get up early enough, you, and, and you're going you're gonna to be fresh. There's, there's nothing else distracting you early in the morning. It doesn't have to be. You're not working yet. You don't have work on the mind. But in order to do that, there's processes you're going to have to go through to make that happen. And it's going to begin with going to bed early, which I know you can't do because you can't go to sleep. But if you stay awake, you're definitely not going to get up early in the morning. So start getting up early, and then your routine will change. But it's work. It's work. Some of you got kids that wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning. If you're going to have time with the Lord before that, you got to get up at 5. Or, as you get addicted to it, at 4. It's going to be crazy. But it's doable. Once you start getting up at 4, you're going to be ready to go to bed at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the evening. Right? Uh, so you get, you get the picture. It's not easy. But it's time to do our A, church. Okay? 2017, nothing new. Let's abide in Christ. Okay? Let's make that happen. Nothing new for the B. What's the B? Is it already up there? No. Yeah, bless. Bless the lost and wandering. Okay? And the B stands for? Begin with prayer. The L stands for? 
Listen to them. E stands for eat with them. That's easy, right? But it was so simple in Acts, wasn't it? Eat with them. The the first uh, S is serve them. And then the last S is share your story, share Jesus, share share the gospel, whatever. Share. Share Christ. All right? That's what we do at the gathering place. It's nothing new. It's simple, but we haven't been doing it. All right, so let's do it. Do you have somebody in mind right now for 2017? Do you have two or three people that, that you work around, that you, uh, you, you play golf with, frisbee golf or disc golf or whatever? Who is it that you're with right now that's in your life that's not a believer or they're wandering? Maybe they accepted Christ years ago and they're, they, they're out of the church because they're tired of what the church has to offer. Lost and wandering people. If you don't have those people in your life, get them. Get them in your life and just start blessing them. Don't worry about sharing the gospel. That's the fifth thing, right? P-L-E-S, yeah. It's the fifth thing, all right? But you can start eating with somebody. Many of you are very good at that. I was sick this morning because I was too good at it last night. Eat with people. Share a meal with them. Be intentional to, to spend time with them. Start building a relationship. Listen to them instead of talking. Let them tell you what they think and how they believe and, and ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom on how to address that. Okay, you, you got it. Serve them. Find out what's going on in their lives and, and do the hard thing on your Saturday instead of hanging out with your friends. Go help them do whatever it is they need to do. So you, you get it. In your neighborhood, pay attention if it's people that you live around. Pay attention to what's going on in, in the families around you and see what you can do to bless them. And then to see is commit to community. Commit to community. Again, nothing new. We have life groups that meet numerous days during the week. We're about to start one more for sure at the McCullen house. Uh, Bill's going to lead it. So that one is starting in this month. All right, so that's available. Uh, and we have another one that's right on the edge. It's about to start as well. And we're, I can't announce it yet. Because we've got some leadership stuff I've got to talk about first. Uh, so, so that group is getting started. Uh, and so there will be two groups at least. And then there will be some other groups that the Lord will lead us to, to start. All right. Those, those small groups are vital. That is the, that's the lifeblood of this church. Community is what, is what God's called us to do. He calls the church to be the church. It's the, you're not the church when you're by yourself. Uh, Jesus' command to the disciples was a new commandment I give to you love one another as I have loved you so you must love one another and this is how men will know that you're my disciples if you love one another it's simple to do it's not hard to I mean sometimes it's difficult to get there but you know I can't ever tell you of a time when I showed up at a life group that I regretted going go go to your life group commit to the people there don't just go and eat and have the study and walk out and be surface. Get deep with people. Start loving people. Start spending time with people. Listening to your people in your community groups. All right? We need to invest in that. You need to be there and be a part of that. And you are as important as anybody else in the group. It's going to keep the blood flowing in your life. It's going to keep, you're going to keep the blood flowing in their lives. We work together as a body. And the life groups are the lifeblood of that. I love it when one starts to click. And it takes a while. These new ones will take a while. They're not going to feel like the old ones do. The old ones, when they're, you know, they're like, you can't do nothing to those. Every, everything's flowing because they've done community together for a long time. But the life of this year has put together a life group manual that gives 
responsibilities for life group leaders, host homes, uh, deacon or deaconess within the, that life group, and, uh, <clears throat> and then every member of the life group. And so we have something together that will help you to kind of have targets to shoot for, but get involved. Do community. And then this on Sunday mornings. Um, we meet one time a week. Um, man, I would just ask you this year, this is simple, okay? It's one time a week that we come together as a body. But it's so vital. It's so important. Man, I look forward to introducing you to people that I bring. And I know you, you, you're expecting when you show up to have the family there, to embrace people. This is the strength. This is a good entry point for people who are wondering. When they walk into our church, I've never had anybody walk into our church and say, man, they are cold. And they always walk out saying, God, everybody, man, it's crazy how warm your church is. And we have that to offer to this community. We need to be, keep being that. It's simple. It's not complicated. We don't have greeters with name tags, although some of you want one, I know. Uh, we don't have shirts to wear. We don't have, you know, you don't have to be a certain, you, you are, just be you. How hard is that? That yoke is light. But you, you, you guys are so full, so full of Jesus. And it's such a blessing to, to hang out with y'all. And I know that anybody that walks in here is going to feel the same way. But we need to be here. And we need to be early. Uh, we're not going to start on time, but be early. All right? Because, I mean, because that's part of it, too. We like to drink coffee and eat donuts and hang out. Uh, matter of fact, we had to increase our budget this year, donut budget. <laughs> We've got too many people. But, but you get what I'm saying, right? Everybody with me? Listen, it's so important that you make that investment and be here and be early and make you, you be on time or whatever, but be, get here early enough to eat and hang out with us and, and then let's worship together. There's something about it when we all get together. Nobody sings like you guys. Man, I miss that. Today was so good. And they were singing, yeah, y'all just sing out, man. I love that. Such a full worship experience with y'all, and it's beautiful. And the team that we have leading is incredible. So let's commit to that together, okay? I would ask you to do this about worship on Sundays and life groups. I'm going to say treat it like a job, but I don't mean it in the negative way. I mean it in the way of you're going to have to have some days off, but take your vacation days and then commit, commit to the rest of them, all right? Because, again, if we're, if we're going to do this together as a body, God is doing something together with us. He has a word for you. He has a word for, for the people you bring. We're going to minister to people when they walk in the door. We're going to worship the Lord together. And we're going to walk out together, every, all of us united in what the Lord has for us to do. All right? So be more committed to that this year. All right? Let's make that commitment. Now, that's it. ABCs. Abide, bless, commit to community. All right? We can do those things. Now, that simplifies it. If people want to ask you, what's your church about? We're about three things. And can you, can you, will you be able to, and if not, get yourself to that point where you can communicate those three things to people, what blessing is. And then make sure that all of that involves people. And then you'll know you're not just up in your head. All right? If you're, if you're, if you're uh, abiding and it doesn't involve uh, you and Christ spending time together, you're missing it. If you're blessing and you don't have somebody, you know the bless across it, but you don't have anybody that you're investing in, then you're missing the point, all right? And then if you're doing community by yourself, 
you see the problem, I hope. All right. If you don't, see me after. All right, so on the heels of that, we have some, some great things coming up this year. Um, we are going to be ordaining uh, elders. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and announce these uh, that, we, that, we, the, that have come to us so far. And if you feel, if you've been praying, you feel called to be an elder, you'll be able to put that on the commitment form in just a minute. But this is going to be great for our church. We need some more elders. And at this point, uh, the elders, agree. we've had some people come, and the elders have also gone to some people. Um, but this is who we feel like we need to uh, ordain now, uh, based on all of what we've just gone through. Uh, one is Will Butterfield. Uh, I think all of you would see that and agree with that. <clears throat> and then uh, the second one is uh, Ben McKay who was reluctant, as you can imagine, because uh, it's his personality. But, man, we were so excited about Ben coming on and being a part of that. And we have uh, two more that we're going to, three more that we're going to bring on as elder apprentices, which means they're going to, they're going to be spending time with me one-on-one for a period of, of time until we uh, have talked through some things, different things with different ones of them. Uh, but it's Russ Meek who hasn't been with us but a little over a year, but according to our Constitution bylaws, if the elders are in 100% agreement, we can bring a person that we feel who's already ordained to the church. And so uh, uh, Russ is one. Bill McCullen, who's been a pastor for 24 years, has been with us, has worked through so much and changed so much since he's been here, has embraced our, our way of thinking, uh, which I never would have dreamed, honestly. Nothing against Bill, but that a pastor could come in from what he's been in and what we've been in, and in a year, be where he is. Just phenomenal. Was it really? That's right, because we voted on a budget, and y'all said, was that the business meeting? <laughs> That's right. One year. Bald bull over there. And then Carrie Westbrook, uh, who has been with us, with Talitha and I, for a lot of years, been through every... We started in college when he was in college together, and he's been with us almost 20 years. Um, and Carrie, y'all, most of y'all know, plays bass. He's very involved. <laughs> right. All right, so those are the guys that right now we feel like uh, that have asked or inquired, you know, that we have, have felt led to go to. Uh, who will, uh, three of them will be going through the training and a, a time of, uh, of apprenticeship. And then uh, Will and Ben, we, we are going to present to the church uh, to vote on and ordain as elders right now. Now, there are a number of people who have uh, committed to be deacons and deaconesses this year. And I'm not going to announce those because, honestly, I, I'm, I'm going to forget somebody. And I also uh, wanted to, to get these names down. I want to meet with the, with the deacons before. Uh, before I present their names to the church, deacons and deaconesses. So if you are committed to that, that's a place of service only. It is not a a role of authority in the body. Uh, These men and women will just be, they are recognized by the church as servants, and the elders have agreed on some of these already, and some of you also uh, may have been wanting to do this and haven't done it yet. But when you pres- when you decide to be a deacon you're, or deaconess, you're just saying, I want to serve the body. 
And it's a very, very deep commitment, all right? A commitment of your time and energy, um, uh, you know, a commitment to, to keep your life right with God, to walk with the Lord. Uh, same qualifications as an elder, uh, just different roles, okay? So that also is on the list. So you'll have an opportunity uh, in just a little while to also make a commitment to that. Um, another other commitments that are on this commitment form that we, we are praying for for you. One is, uh, I've received Christ and I want to be baptized. I understand that Jesus died for my salvation. We talk about this all the time. The gospel message, Jesus died for my salvation, offers me the free gift of eternal life and also uh, offers me his righteousness as a free gift. And if you have prayed to receive Christ or you would like to, uh, pray to receive Christ. You've been hearing that gospel message. You hear us talk about it all the time, and you want that in your life, then you can uh, check this commitment card and sign it at the bottom, and, and we will get with you about that. Uh, actually, you can do that tonight. We don't want to postpone that. If, you, if you're ready to receive Christ, I want to pray with you tonight before you leave. All right, another is um, that after prayerful consideration, maybe you're already a believer, you've been coming here and participating with us, and you... Uh, after prayerful consideration, feel like God is leading you to be a full member of the gathering place, which means a member who is a, has voting rights and leading and teaching rights and serving uh, certain serving capacities require that you be a full member. Uh, then there's that spot for you as well. And in addition to that, I don't have a date yet, but we, I do have a commitment from the McCullens to host our new member orientation, which will happen on Sunday evenings. Uh, at their home it'll be a meal it'll be set up like a life group and then we'll work through six weeks of um, of lessons together talking about the distinctives of the gathering place it's a little bit more than abc okay let's just kind of help you understand what the abcs are in a little more detail all right so i think oh and then the last thing is i believe the holy spirit has given me a ministry idea and would like the elders to pray about making it an official ministry of the TGP West, and there's a space there for you to kind of describe that ministry idea. One of the things that most of you, all of you who have been through new member training have heard, you may not remember, is that all of the ministries of our church are grassroots. They don't come from the pastor down, unless God tells me there's a ministry, I'm one of you. But the ministries are grassroots. So if God leads you in your time of prayer and meditation and seeking and searching and asking God about what is your role in the body or in this community as ministry-wise, and God gives you an idea, then we want to pray with you through that and see if that's something the church wants to support as well, like get behind and make it an official church ministry. Okay, so if there's something that's already been on your mind or heart and you've been, been thinking about it and you're going like, wow, I can't believe he just asked for that, then feel free to write that down. Now, I'm not inviting you to say, hey, Glenn, here's something I'd like for you to do. Here's another ministry idea, and you could do it, man. No. I'm asking, what's God leading you to do? Okay, so you may not feel equipped, but you, if you're called, God equips the called. Okay, and we will help with that. But some of the most beautiful ministries of our church were started by members who were scared to death when they started. Right, Mickey? Right, Jeff and Mandy? All right, so, so whatever God's calling you to do, but if God has been working with you, if you need a little more time to pray, just keep doing that. But if there's something that you already want to give us, then I encourage you also to write that on the commitment form.
All right, so that's our, uh, those are some of the commitments we're asking for. Again, just this year, man, it's not complicated. We just want to keep things simple, but I want us to all start this year off together with the ABCs of 2017, okay? Abide, bless, commit to community. All right, you want to say it with me? Abide, bless. It's not that hard to say. Commit to community is a little hard if you said it five times real fast. All right, so let's go to the budget real quickly. Um, by the way, in just a minute, we're going to have worship, right? Okay. And in our last worship song, if you would, uh, there are, you have pens. If you need one, there's some more up here. Uh, but if you'll take your commitment card, if, you, if, you have, if you're writing on that, and put it in the offering plate uh, along with all of, the, all of the money that you're going to give in 2017. We want you to do that at one time. Just give all your money. In faith. No, I'm just kidding. But no, if you'll just put that during the worship time, check what it is you want to want to uh, feel feel God calling you to do, and sign it at the bottom. Make sure you sign it. And, and if your si- signature is not legible, then write your name. Actually, just print your name. That'd be good. Don't need you to sign it. Print it, and then that'll give us something to get started with. All right, let's talk about the budget for just a minute. I want to celebrate first of all. Uh, in 2015, our budget, uh, our income, total income was $126,282. Our total income in 2016 was $167,811. And we have $145,000 that we're about to receive for a piece of property over here that will go on this building and property here. So we're about to pay half of what we owe on this building here in just a few weeks. So praise God for that. And then we have another piece of property on sale. Uh, for sale that we'll, all, we'll pay off the rest of it that we're praying that God will do this year. Uh, so we're able to reduce our, our, our uh, monthly note uh, as soon as we get that paid off. Uh, so that's reflected in, uh, in our uh, mortgage. And then our balances uh, in accounts right now are as of 12, 30, 16 was 11,000, almost $12,000 in the bank. So that's been continually growing and staying steady, and it's just it's God's faithfulness and your faithfulness to obey and give. Now, you know, it's not the ABCs, but it is. When you're abiding in Christ, you give as God tells you to give. That's what we believe as a church. We're not asking you to tithe. We're asking you to give what God tells you to give, which is probably going to be more than a tithe most of the time, and sometimes it might not. Uh, but give what God tells you to give, okay? Again, we're not trying to des- designate for you how much to give. All right, but that's our budget for the year. You'll, you can see all of the different uh, ministries. There's not really anything that, um, that I feel like I need to highlight other than just to let you know mission-wise. We are, are giving to the cops uh, monthly uh, in Alaska, our missionaries in Alaska. Uh, we give $500 a month to them, we give, and that's in the, the mission no, that's in the church planting. That's under church planting, right, Sarah? The missions, okay. And then we're giving 500 a month also to, uh, to the Randolphs in Bulgaria, our missionaries in Bulgaria. And then we're giving 3% of our total income uh, every month to the Funderburks now in, in East Tennessee. So that's our, that's our monthly giving in addition to uh, 2% of our total that we give to cooperative program. Okay, so just so you, so you know kind of where our, our, what we're doing with missions 
there. And we intend this year to do more with that. And also to uh, begin to plan on doing some mission trips, which I wanted to also mention to you. There's some money that we, that we put in the budget this year for mission trips to help you to go on a mission trip with us. When we do missions, mission trips that as a church, we do them to go see our missionaries. Uh, so we will probably go to see the cops uh, sometime this year. We planned to go last year, and it didn't, didn't come through. It kind of fell through, but... So start planning that. I mean, if you've if you got days off or, you know, you need to save some money, start saving to be a part of, the, of our mission efforts uh, when we go and see and help our missionaries where they are. All right, and if you have any questions about the budget, feel free to, uh, to call me. My number is 613-7138, 613-7138. And, um, and feel free to call me or, or email me at Glenn at tgpchurch.org. All right. Hey, how you doing, Russ? Wow. Are you against that? Seminars, conferences, and retreats. Okay, y'all do. Well, I was working off of about five different budgets when I was putting them together, so thanks for that. So we can reduce it by $3,000. So see, we already made $3,000. Whoo, boom. <laughs> if we did, we would own Harlow's. As much as we got in there. It's not a bad thing. I, they already think I own the place. <laughs> thank you Russ no that's good man okay but anyway yeah Russ if you look at these and mark them down and then come tell me after that would be good Uh, that's that those are those are considered I should have said questions or comments if you have questions or comments you can give those to me but like, 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 not right now. All right. Good, man. We're saving all kinds of money now. All right. Thank you all for doing this. Uh, we're going to have a time of worship. Again, if you will take your cards, there's a commitment that you need to make. If you'll fill that out and come and place it in the offering plate during that time. And then I'll have a closing prayer for us in just a minute. All right. Y'all come on. Let's pray. Father, thank you for for 2016 and just for the, the way that you've blessed us, God. And uh, it's just, man, these these budget numbers are nothing uh, compared to what you've done in our hearts and our spirits and in this congregation and the people you brought us and just the best of the best that you brought here to to share life with us. And God, I'm so thankful for that. Thank you for the ones that are about to be a part of us. And Lord, all that you have planned for all of us together as a body. This is your work. It has been from the beginning, and we have take no credit and have nothing to say other than praise God for all that you're doing in our lives and our hearts and in this body. Let this be a, a year, God, where we keep things simple, but we do our ABCs. And, Father, we pray that you will manifest yourself through, this, through the foolishness of our ministry and bring people to yourself. We worship you, Lord, and we thank you in Jesus' name.